بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنا أنزلناه في ليلة القدر وما أدراك ما ليلة القدر ليلة القدر خير من ألف شهر تنزل الملائكة والروح فيها بإذن ربهم من كل أمر سلام هي حتى مطلع الفجر أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وبه نستعين ثم الصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى أهل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين المعصومين أما بعد awaited savior of humanity Imam al-Mahdi alayhi salam respected brothers and audience online assalamu alaykum jami'an wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh welcome to this special al-hadi youth podcast and this is actually the first of a four-part uh, podcast series that we're going to be doing it's special because we actually have a live audience um, here with us in order to participate in its recording and the idea is that this podcast would be broadcasted over Shahr Ramadan so that our community and beyond may be able to appreciate um, the topic, which is to look at the themes of the chapters that we recite on the nights of Qadr. And as you know, on the nights of Qadr, we have certain a'mal that we are recommended to do. For example, there is the istighfar. For example, there is the a'mal of placing the Qur'an on the head. And amongst the a'mal is for us to recite three particular chapters of the Qur'an. As you'll know, they are chapter number 29, Surah Al-Ankabut, which is the chapter of the spider. Chapter number 30, Surah Al-Rum, chapter of the Roman Empire or Rome. And chapter number 44, which is Surah Al-Dukhan, chapter of the Great Smoke. And so what we're doing, inshallah, is talking about the themes of these chapters. And the reason why we're doing that is, in advance of the night of Qadr, we want to have had time to be able to reflect on the meanings of the chapters themselves. Often we come to the nights of Qadr, the A'mal, and we go through the Amal process. So we do it A, B, C, D, because it mentions it on the PowerPoint presentation. I think all of us, want to be able to have the ma'rifah, the cognizance, the deeper understanding of the a'mal that we're performing. Especially on the night of Qadr, when the Qur'an itself is being revealed, and we are reciting the Qur'an, we want to have a deeper understanding of some of the ayat that are actually being revealed on that night. Now, what we're going to do is we are going to have four-part series. So this first part now is going to introduce what is known as Maqasid al-Sur. Maqasid al-Sur means the goal of the chapter of the Qur'an. Each chapter of the Qur'an that has been revealed has its own theme, has its own goals, has its own aspirations. And by virtue of the chapter having a starting point and an end point, and being maybe 30 verses, 100 verses, 200 verses, in that particular chapter, there is a theme inherent therein. Sometimes the chapter has multiple themes, and they bridge to an overriding, overarching theme. What we're going to focus on in today's first podcast, or the first 
um, part of the four-part series, is how do you and I derive that theme of that chapter? If I said to you, Surah Yasin, Surah Al-Baqarah, how do you, when you read the Qur'an, derive what are the overarching themes of that chapter? We're going to go through that process in a minute. Before I start on that, I want to make a comment about the uh, chapters of the Qur'an that we recite on the nights of Qadr themselves. Let's, uh, let's make some reflections together and think about some of the, the things that we do together as a community. On the night of the 19th of Shahr Ramadan, we have A'mal, correct? Same on the 21st, same on the 23rd. Who can remember what is the A'mal specifically for the night of the 19th of Shahr Ramadan? Remember we have that PowerPoint and sometimes it's printed out and we follow it, right? What are the, in any order, what are the constituent parts of the a'mal that we do on the night of the 19th of Shah Ramadan? Allahumma la'an qatalata amir al-mu'mineen alayhi salam. So one of the things is we do the la'an of the enemies and the killers of Imam Ali alayhi salam. We have a munajat that we recite of Imam Ali alayhi salam. Mawlai ya mawlai. Istighfar. There's two istighfar. What are they? Astaghfirullah wa atubu ilayh and astaghfirullah rabbi wa atubu ilayh. A'mal of the Qur'an on the head, which is for what purpose? It is a demonstration that the Qur'an is above us. You know, sometimes we have certain things that are very symbolic, right? When we mention the name of Imam al-Mahdi, Ajjalallahu ta'ala faraj sharif we place our hands on our head and we bow our head. What's the reason for this? We're symbolically saying, I give my head in service to you. My head, my neck is at your disposal. That's what you're doing, right? Similarly, when you have on the 19th or any night of Qadr and you place the Qur'an on your head, you're basically saying that the Qur'an is above me. And then having placed one half of the thaqalain, the two weighty things, on your head, you then say, بِكَ يَا اللَّهُ بِمُحَمَّدٍ بِعَلِيٍّ بِفَاطِمَةٍ and so on and so forth. Right? So now I ask you, بِحَقِّ فَاطِمَةٍ and then you make your hajat and so on and so forth. So you have one half of the thaqalain, you have the other half of the thaqalain. This is basically repeated on the 23rd, on the, 20, on the 21st, correct? We do almost the identical a'mal. The 23rd differs in which way. We sometimes in our communities, we recite du'a tawbah, right, from uh, Sahih Sajjadiyah. We also recite du'a makalim al-akhlaq, also from Sahih Sajjadiyah. But what is especially recommended in Shahr Ramadan and on the night of Qadr is to recite these three chapters. I'm going to ask a very pertinent question that to some people will really cut deep if they understand this question. Sometimes our community will get very upset with this question. I'm going to ask it anyway. We recite these three surahs on the night of 23rd because it's recommended to recite them on the night of Qadr, correct? Is the night of the 19th and 21st any less Qadr than 23rd? No, it's not. For you and I, 19th is Qadr. 21st is Qadr. 27th is also a potential Qadr night. Why don't we recite these three chapters on the nights of the 19th and 21st? In fact, I'll raise a deeper question. In these a'mal that you just narrated to me, istighfar, tasbih of la'an, munajat, 
the Quran on the head, which we recite on the 19th and 21st. What seems to be missing from that A'mal on the 19th and 21st Quran? On the night of Qadr, on the night of Qadr, our communities don't recite Quran. When do they recite it? On the 23rd. Why? Because it's on the PPT. Had it not been on the PPT, our communities wouldn't have bothered to recite it. Think about that very carefully. We are sheep. Whatever the PPT says to do, we follow it. Had there not been on the PPT to recite Quran on the night Quran is revealed, we wouldn't recite it. It's because it's on the PPT, we recite Quran on the night Quran is revealed. How sorry is our state? That on the nights of the 19th and 21st, on the nights of Qadr, we don't recite Quran. That tells us a lot about where we are and where we need to get to as a community. I know some people will be very upset. How can you say this? Take a step back and reflect. On the night, on the 19th and 21st, how many of us actually bothered to recite Quran? Why we don't? Because it's not mentioned to do it in the A'mal. And so year after year, how many thousands of people from our communities go the whole night of Qadr without reciting one verse of Quran? That's where we are. Al-Muhib, in any case, on the 23rd, we are recommended to recite, or on Qadr, we are recommended to recite these three chapters. And what we're going to be focusing on, inshallah, in these coming three segments of our podcast series is to be able to ascertain the themes, the overarching themes of these individual chapters. How do we do so? And how can you and I do so when we read the Qur'an independently? I brought with me a book um, which is called Maqasid al-Sur fi al-Qur'an al-Kareem, which is the goals, the themes of the chapters of the Qur'an. This book is by Grand Ayatollah Sayyid Muhammad Taqi al-Mudarasi. And what he does is he explains what are the themes of each chapter. But in the introduction, he explains how you derive the themes of each chapter. I'm going to present these. And inshallah, when you read the Quran, you will be able to, to ascertain some of these themes for your own self if you follow this methodology, if you follow this formula. Sayyid al-Marja al-Mudarisi will talk on some points and I will expound on some points as well, insha'Allah. So now, Ayatollah al-Mudarisi gives three principled views on how to extrapolate the theme of a given chapter from the Holy Qur'an. He starts by saying that the surah, each chapter of the Qur'an, all 114, are basically, they have a framework of their own. So when you recite Surah Al-Fatiha, it has its own theme and it has its own framework. So within the two brackets, the boundaries of the first verse and the last verse, that chapter has its own goal that it wants you to take away when you're reading that particular chapter. And what he calls this is Ithar Al-Aam, the general framework of that chapter. How do we get that chapter? How do we get that general frame, framework or that particular um, uh, goal or aspiration of the chapter itself? He says the following. The first thing he says is, Isma Surah. The name of the chapter 
is one way to understand what might be the theme of the chapter itself. So if you imagine now certain chapters may be more obvious than others, right? If I said to you, for example, Al-Fatiha, what's the meaning of the word Al-Fatiha? The opening. So this is meant to be the opening of the Quran itself. Al-Baqarah is the cow. Refers to which cow? The story of the Israelites when they were told to slaughter a cow and they defied and gave multiple excuses in order to not slaughter the cow. But just by virtue of you knowing that the word cow is mentioned in the surah, that in itself is not sufficient to tell you what the goal is. Rather, you need to know the story of that particular Baqarah. And really what was happening was that Banu Israel were being asked to learn how to slaughter something that would be an idol for them. And if they could actually slaughter that thing which was their idol, then they could actually liberate themselves from idolism and idolatry. So here, it's not only the name of the surah. Ayatollah Mudarasi doesn't mean just know the name of the surah. We have to know what is the behind the name of that particular surah. Number one. Number two, he says, فَوَاتِحُ وَخَوَاتِمُهَا You need to know what is the opening and the ending of the chapter itself. Whenever you give a speech, or whenever you write an essay or an article, there is an introduction and there is a conclusion, correct? The introduction will lay out what you're planning on talking about. The conclusion will then look back at what you've spoken about and make certain points and remarks about the entirety. In the middle of your paper, in the middle of your speech, you are welcome to go into different directions, aren't you? You might have to go into this point and then come back, go deeper into that point and then come back. That's fine. Imagine now I, as a speaker, I went up on the pulpit and I, which happens more often than not, I just ramble, right? And I just talk about anything and everything. You would say, well, where is the coherence? Where is the internal coherence to Jaffa's speech or to Jaffa's article? There must be an introduction, there must be a conclusion, and the middle part will, of course, refer to everything but can go in different directions so long as it still sticks to the main body of what is the overriding topic. In the same way, if you and I know that as speakers, as readers, Allah, who is the best of speakers, who is the best of authors, must also follow that normative trend as well. Therefore, in a surah, you will find that there is an opening and there is a closing. And there is always a relationship between the opening of a chapter and the close of a chapter. Always. What happens in between, Allah may go off in different directions. But the opening and the end of the chapter will always have a coherence. And this is one way to find out the theme of the surah. You have your phones with you, you have your Quran apps. Those who are at home, those who are watching on the video, turn to chapter 17, 17 of the Quran. Surah Al-Isra, chapter number 17 of the Qur'an, and read with me the opening verses, and read with me the closing verses, insha'Allah. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the opening and the conclusion of this chapter. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Subhanalladhi asra bi'abdihi laylan min al-masjid al-harami ila al-masjid al-aqsa. Alladhi barakna hawlahu linuriyahu min ayatiha, min ayatina. 
إِنَّهُ هُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْبَسِيرُ This is about the Mi'raj. Glory be to him who has made his servant go on the night journey. So what's the opening part of this discussion? That there is a Rab, there is a Lord, and there is his servant. This servant, who is so great, Rasulullah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, is not called his son, is not referred to as a demigod, is referred to as his, as his abd, ahsantum. Turn now to the last verse of uh, Surah Maryam, uh, Surah Maryam, uh, Surah Al-Isra, chapter number 17 of the Quran. Let's have the last couple of verses. What's verse number 111? The last verse say, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. وَقُلِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الَّذِي لَمْ يَتَّخِذْ وَلَدَا وَلَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ شَرِيكٌ فِي الْمُلْكِ وَلَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ وَلِيٌّ مِّنَ الذُّلِّ وَكَبِّرْهُ تَكْبِيرًا Allahu Akbar. And say, all praise is due to Allah who has not taken a son and who has not taken a partner in the kingdom, who has no helper to save him from disgrace. Therefore, proclaim his greatness with a magnified greatness. Takbir. Allahu Akbar. So here the opening is about an abd. The conclusion is about an abd. And Allah has not taken a son nor taken a partner. Therefore, the beginning of the chapter and the end of the chapter have a certain coherence. Allah can go in different directions. But this gives us the themes that we can extrapolate from this particular chapter. Allah is telling us Surah Al-Isra is about what? What do you think the, the, the theme of Surah Al-Isra is? Tawheed. And specifically, how people may take things wrongfully as their sub-gods, as their demigods, and how Allah deals with that when it comes to this particular chapter. Now within this, Sayyidina Marja and others will ex uh, expound upon this point. Now there are certain Qur'an that are... Um, better than others. Uh, one of the best Qur'ans that has been published is that by Ali Quri Qara'i. In the form of publishing, Ali Quri Qara'i's Qur'an, his translation of the Qur'an, goes into, he breaks up the verses into parts, like verse 1 to 7, 7 to 11. Whenever the verses have a certain theme, right, those collective verses have a certain theme, Ali Quri Qara'i breaks those verses up. So you can see that those verses are, pub the way the publishing is, those verses have, are, are collected in a certain way, and then there's a break, and then there's another set of verses. So you know those set of verses have a sub-theme. And we're going to go into that tonight when we go into the chapters themselves, the three that we're talking about. This is also very useful. So not only do we see the beginning and the end, we also break verses into groups, and we can say that group is talking about X theme. That group of verses is talking about Y theme. When we put all those themes together, collectively, like a jigsaw puzzle, and we behold the picture, we can say the entirety of this chapter is talking about A, B, and C themes. This is the second way we can pick up a theme of a chapter. The third out of the four ways that you can pick up a theme, you can extrapolate a theme of a chapter, according to Ayatollah uh, al-Mudarisi, the third way is the ahadith of Ahlul Bayt We're going to use this. I brought with me certain ahadith. Sometimes we have hadith that tell us, if you read X surah, your reward is Y. 
Now, there has to be a relationship between the surah and the reward of a surah, correct? Otherwise, there's no coherency between those two things. And it can't be that our religion is incoherent. I'll give you a, an example. Hadith of our sixth Imam Ja'far al-Sadiq, salawatullahu alayhi wa Imam alayhi salam is a hadith where he says, Man qara'a surat al-isra fi kulli laylat al-jum'ah lam yamut hatta yudriku al-imam al-hujjah. He who recites Surat al-Isra, chapter 17, every Thursday night does not die until he sees Imam al-Hujjah himself. Therefore, there must be a relationship between the chapter and the thawab of the chapter, the reward of the chapter. When we, inshallah, go into the discussions of our three chapters, I will bring to you the hadith that talk about the rewards of the chapter. That's the third way of getting a theme of the chapter. The fourth way of getting a theme of the chapter is the following. And this is not mentioned by Ayatollah Mudarasi. This is from my personal uh, uh, reflections and study of the Quran. And that is to see when the chapter was revealed, in which era it was revealed in. As you know, we have 23 years, don't we, of revelation at the time of the Prophet. Now, sometimes there were certain overriding events taking place in the Muslim Ummah. Sometimes there was war, sometimes there was peace, sometimes there was a particular challenge in the community. The fact is, sometimes Allah revealed a chapter to reflect the circumstances that the community was in. And when the community passed those circumstances, Allah revealed a different chapter and a different chapter. When we see when the chapter was revealed, in which year, in which month, in which circumstance, we can have an inclination of understanding, a guidance that X, Y circumstances were present, therefore Allah responded with X, Y, Z verses to respond to those particular chapters. Here, these are the ways in which we can extrapolate the themes of the particular chapters. And inshallah, we can realize this is known as the maqasid asur, the goals or the themes of the chapters of the Quran. And inshallah, in our second part, we will start to look at the chapter of Al-Ankabut, chapter of the spider. And we will look at the multiple themes that exist within the chapter. And we will look at the ayat themselves, the groups of the ayat that give us the chapter Give us the themes of the chapter, insha'Allah. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallillahumma ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad wa alihi al-tahirin. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Inna anzalnahu fi laylatil qadr. Wa ma adraka ma laylatul qadr. Laylatul qadr khayrun min alfi shahr. تنزل الملائكة والروح فيها بإذن ربهم من كل أمر سلام هي حتى مطلع الفجر